Last week, you heard from Nurse Bell about the role she plays as an integrated member of the team that supports students at Casco Bay. In this episode, we're talking with another member of the student support team, Counselor Stephanie Doyle. Ms. Doyle will share insights into how she builds relationships with students, how she collaborates with all of the adults in the building and community, and what it looks like for her to help students look forward to post-secondary success. We talked with Nurse Bell as well, and she talked about that student support team. And just curious, kind of beyond that collaboration that you guys have in that student support team, what does collaboration with teachers more directly look like in terms of supporting students and really making sure that they feel connected and part of the the whole school culture as well? So we have teams, ninth grade team, 10th grade team, 11th and 12th, and we really try hard to have our teams kind of match who the crew advisors are. So if I look at like, I'm on the 12th grade team this year and almost all of us are 12th grade crew advisors. So we work really hard to kind of like keep those two things together, team and crew. So how we kind of do things, and maybe Becky mentioned this, is that within the SST team, we make sure that at least one or two of us is on each team. So we always have a member of SST at the team meetings, and we have time dedicated to talking about students within that structure. And so when we create the agenda, we have a process of identifying students who red being like, we're really concerned about them, yellow, just heads up, and then green. So I think that's really a brilliant thing with Derek is he does a really good job of thinking about that and breaking up and making sure that SST members are kind of represented on each of the teams. And then it's great because the relationships that you form with that group of teachers on that team are just super tight. So obviously you're a guidance counselor, like you're not a teacher who's with the students all of the time or like for more than an hour per day. You're like kind of just in your office, but how are you able to connect with students who don't walk inside your office, come say hi, or just look for your service in general? I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I've been talking with coworkers because we did a survey recently. And one of the questions was kind of looking across grade level, 9, 10, 11, 12, how many people felt they knew who the guidance counselors were or the social workers. And even amongst the senior class, I was really surprised by what the data had shown. And it made me think, oh man, I need to do more and I need to like think about that. But it's hard and it's like, I typically will reach out to crew advisors and after like the year gets going a little bit and I'll say, you know, please let me know anyone in your crew that you're kind of worried about or that you want me to connect with regarding post-secondary. If there seems to be a couple kids who are like stuck, they just feel like they can't move forward with their process. I will go out and like seek those students out and try and make a connection with them and just let them know what I do, how I can help. But the reality is so many students are just trying to make it through the day and trying to like pass their classes. There is this element that it's hard to even think about what is next. As the longer I've been doing this work, I kind of feel like, Margarita, you're a good example of someone who was like, okay, I have all these things to do and I know it. And it was incredibly stressful, as you remember from last year. 
but you took that initiative because you knew that there was more for you beyond high school educationally. And so I think that for some students, and I don't think this is a bad thing at all, I think just getting through high school and then I can breathe and then I can figure out what is next. I think that is real for a lot of students. And so also being able to try to respect that not everyone is ready to think about their life after high school, even though when I meet with all the seniors and the juniors, I say really clearly, and Margaret, I know if you remember, but I'm always like, my hope is that by the time you leave here in June is that you have a plan. Whatever that plan looks like is great. If you want to work or go to the military, volunteer, travel, four-year school, two-year school, whatever it is, I just want you to have a plan that you feel good about and feel empowered. And, you know, I just want to help you think through, like, if you are going to be working, are you living at home? Is, have you talked to your family about that? Are you getting an apartment? How are you going to pay for it? If you're going off to college, is your family on board? What is that going to look like financially? If you're going across the country, are you prepared to like not come home possibly for six months or whatever it is? So I feel like my role is more just to kind of hold the space sometimes for kids as they churn these ideas around. So I'm wondering a little bit about kind of what that relationship beyond the time that students are with you looks like. You're really instilling that same hope of a plan and a goal for all of your students and wondering how much you feel like that really is setting up a changing of the odds for your students and how much you do connect again after graduation to get a sense of, of what that looks like. Yeah, Margaret, I guess I'm curious if you feel this as well. I think when students graduate from Casco Bay, whether it's me or Derek or any of the teachers, I think they know that Casco Bay will always be there for them. And it is always a place where they can come home and whatever it is, if they need academic support or Margarita had a change in plans. And so we're working through that. Another friend of Margarita's who was kind of struggling with a living situation on campus and talking that through with her. So I think that kids who graduate from Casco Bay were so focused on relationships and connections, and they're just so deep and tight. I feel like students know that they can come back. If it's for, can I have a copy of my transcript or I had a change of plans? I think we do a really good job at like, this door is always open. You always be a Casco Bay student. And I think that those relationships remain and that people truly care. And I would say that, you know, over the past five years, I spend at least 25% of the work that I do connecting with alumni and helping them with their post-secondary plans, whether it's just coming in, they're thinking about transferring and they want to like bounce the pros and cons off of that. I had a kid who graduated three years ago who was just in the office over December break and wanted just to get my thoughts and we kind of talked it out. And I love that because I think it is the rare student who graduates from high school and is like, I know what I want to do and I'm going to go off and go to school for four years and then I'm going to go off to my next thing. And I think sometimes kids just need time to just breathe and be like, okay, I just did a lot of schooling here and I just need some time before I can figure out what is next. And it's so cool to stay in touch with kids who are now in their 20s and mid-20s and late 20s who are 
Casco Bay grads just like see what they're doing. And it's like, I would have never thought, you know, fill in the blank. And students just sometimes need some time. I know you talked about how important the relationship building is, but beyond that, how much is that working with alumni, something that's built into the expectations of your role versus something that you just do because of those relationships that you have? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the latter. I think sometimes I'll go on other schools' websites and I'm just curious. I'll go on some of these more affluent communities, like on their websites, and they have an alumni coordinator whose job it is that they will follow up with every student and kind of make sure that they went where they said they were going to go or they need to kind of be successful. So, I mean, I see it as an expectation in my job. That's how I view it. And especially because it's exciting when kids come back. You want to like hear what they're doing. Often asking our alumni to like speak to the underclassmen about their experiences because they have just lived what it's like to be a Casco Bay student and now they're out in the world doing whatever it is. And so these guys know what's best. So I'm often deferring like, well, you should talk to Margarita because she could tell you what it's like. And being a white female, I don't always have the connection sometimes that, you know, Margarita might have with some of our first generation kids. And I think it's really important that that voice is heard as well. And I think we really value that. So, Ms. Doyle, earlier you mentioned how you take initiative by talking to career advisors so that you know the needs of the students. Do you think that you have most impacts on students who match the same energy that you give them? Like if you come to them and like, I have a scholarship for you, do you give most attention to students who come back to you and, and are like, oh, yes, I want to participate in this. Oh, yes, I want to sign up. I think it's a bit of both. I think that it's hard to reach everybody. And so certainly students who are going to reach back out to me. But I do think that there's students that I see the potential in and they might be a little shy or reserved or whatever. And I'll kind of like keep trying to pull them in if I can. So I think it's a little bit of both. I like to try and connect with everyone. I think I do a good job of having my door open and having students come in. But again, like I was saying earlier, there's this element of you don't want to push too hard. I don't know if I just feel like someone is like, hey, I am not there yet. I know you're kind of coming at me like, what's my plan, this and that, but I'm not there. So I try and read that as best as possible. How do you know and how do I identify students to specific opportunities? Because I've had my own experience with you. You helped me with the Crestbury Scholarship, which was, you know, I had to sign up for it over the summer. I wasn't at school, but you reached out to me and you kept letting me know that, hey, did you apply? Did you apply? And obviously, like as a student, I knew what the scholarship came with and I knew it was a scholarship with really high expectations and all that. It was competitive. And obviously I had my own mixed feelings about it, but because you saw the potential that I had, you kept pushing me. And I did give the application last minute, but that was because Miss Doyle did her work. And I have a friend too, who you told her, sign up for the scholarship. She didn't really want to, but because Miss Doyle told her that, hey, you can do this, you got this. She signed up and she got the scholarship. How are you able to identify specific students with specific opportunities? Good question. 
You know, I think that all my life I've been able to kind of like that connection with people and being in connection with humans in general. I feel like that has always been a strength of mine. And I don't know. I mean, it's like sometimes I see the potential. And even if the student is like, I don't know about this, I'll kind of just, my husband might feel differently, but I push a little bit too much sometimes, right? But I think I just want people to have choices and opportunities. And I think that if I don't, I always feel like, oh man, I should have really encourage the student to do this or that, but it's just like a feeling that I have or just, I see a kid and I'm like, I see you, let's make this happen. You keep mentioning all the connections you have and you do have a lot of connections and I can attest to that. And before getting into this job and just like working at Casco Bay High School, did you know that you needed the specific connections to be able to help all the different students that you have access to? Yeah, I mean, I always thought I wanted to be a teacher I quickly realized I'm not good, like in a large group, this is not good. But I love these one-on-one conversations with students around, what do you want to do with your life? Or like, oh, you like this? Have you ever heard of this? And kind of, you know, the opportunities to be like, oh, well, you should talk to this person or this person works at this flower shop. Let me call them. Maybe you could go in and intern. And I just felt like those more individual conversations was where I really felt like I thrived and I could make more of a difference than teaching a whole group of people. So drilling down on that a little bit more, like your flower shop example that you just gave, hearing you that like a lot of the, how do I support this student is gut, but to go to that place of gut, you actually have to have a ton of information in your head. So how do you connect with the broader Portland community and know the flower shop that's willing to take an intern and know the Boys and Girls Club and the library are great places for teens to hang out and know the scholarship opportunities? What does that process look like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's 20 plus years living in Portland, Maine and having a ton of really amazing friends and community members who I've just gotten to know over the years. And Portland's a small enough place, too, where, like, I just know a lot of people just because I've been here and I thrive on those connections and it feeds me. Or student last year was really into tea and I have a friend who owns a tea shop right downtown and got her an internship. So I think that living in Portland for 20 years, I just I know a lot of people. I know a lot of educators. And if I don't know somebody I have enough friends who are really connected that I'm able to be like, oh, well, I don't know, but let me call this person. And I think it's like, I've been like that my whole life. How do you think other guidance counselors can do a better job at assisting students? Because you obviously do a great job at doing that. Whether or not you're able to directly help the student, you know someone who knows someone, and that is already a way of helping. So how do you think other counselors can know how to lead their students into making better decisions or just help them in their life in general? I think everyone's got different styles of how they do their jobs. And I think it's great. I feel like over the past couple of years, I've gotten a little away in a good way, but like step back from, you should do this. There are students that I'm like, hey, I could totally see you doing this. And I think that would be awesome. But I feel like I've taken a step back to be like, 
let them guide the ship and guide the talking. I'm kind of there to say, so here's these five really cool things that I would think about. And they each have these cool, unique pros and cons. Let's talk about it and think about it. And I would say for school counselors, maybe to help students, I think it's overwhelming, you know, to think about the next four years, right? Which sometimes happens. You're going to graduate. And so what are you going to do for the next four years? So what I've done recently that I think is less anxiety provoking and hopefully like easier for students, which is something that I share with the other school counselors in the district is like, what do you want to do for the next six months or like a year? Let's just start there. And I think sometimes it can be overwhelming for students to be like, oh, I have to know what I want to do for the next four years of my life. And so I think school counselors can do a better job by like breaking this things down a little bit and being like, let's just take this small period of time and think about what's going to make you happy and bring you joy within this time period versus you need to like plan your entire future. Like what's your four-year plan or what's your two-year plan? So I've been trying to step back. And I think especially with COVID, it's just been so hard to plan anything. So trying to get away from that and just make things seem more manageable and smaller. So I think that's something that a lot of people should be thinking about. Margarita, any other last questions or last thoughts? No. Margarita and I go back and forth about this Quest Bridge thing. We're always talking about it because <laughs> she's like, I would, I, you know, without you. And I'm like, no, without yes. you. But we're always, <laughs> we, we have a, we have a back and forth and with everything, like, you know, this next little phase of your life, Margarita, that you're thinking about and you're trying to figure out. I say this to her often, like, I'm just here here's some things to think about and advise and this and that. And, but you're the one who's driving the ship and figuring out what's going to be best for you. I have to give credit where credit is due. So I can't just skip Miss Doyle, you know? <laughs> I got to give you your flowers while you're here to receive it. Like, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. But when they're reading your applications and all that, they're not thinking about me. They're thinking about how awesome you are. (laughs) They don't even know me. I mean, we don't know a lot of people that work behind the scenes, you know? Yep. That's true. Well, that's why we were so glad to have you here at Help lift up that voice and perspective. And so really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah. Well, thank you both for the time. And even Margarita, thanks for thinking of me and asking me to do this. I appreciate it. Thank you for saying yes. Of course. There's not a lot I would say no to you for, right? Among the many powerful messages Stephanie Doyle shared in this episode, I'm struck by her emphasis on ensuring that every young person has a goal for after high school that fits their unique needs. Even in a small school like Casco Bay, achieving that goal takes teachers, counselors, social workers, nurses, and more. Throughout the season, we've heard from some of the adults who made a difference for Margarita talk about how they intentionally connect with students and build relationships so that each and every young person has a goal and a path toward success. How might you work differently so that everyone in your learning ecosystem connects, understands young people's needs, and helps support goals and directions the way the adult crew at Casco Bay does? What would a community crew look like? And what would we need to do to allow the time for connections and relationships, not just with students, but between adults? 
visit us at changingtheoddsremix.com to learn more about the college and career supports at Casco Bay High School. And follow us on social media to join the conversation about the power of community in learning and development ecosystems. Thank you.